Well, good morning. Uh, I may be too loud, so just cut me down a notch. That's good to be here. We're glad to be anywhere. That's what I tell everybody where we go. I say, we're just glad to be anywhere, preaching and doing what we can do. We, uh, we our last church, we stayed 21 years, and so we, uh, we decided that we would just uh, move around a little bit, help people out. So for the last year or two, we've been preaching different churches. I don't know how many we preached in in the last year and a half. I, I, I imagine 10 or 15 different churches. Some of them we'd preach more than one time, and some of them we preach one, and that, they had enough. So, uh, but, uh, no, not, no, we're not, we're not that bad. But we're glad to be here today, and thank you all for calling and asking us to come over and preach today. Uh, we we stay real busy for the Lord, and that's that's good, though. We have, have something we can do, and we're glad that you let us come today. Uh, I'm going to read one verse of Scripture found in the book of Luke, chapter 2. Luke, chapter 2, if you would like to turn to that one verse of Scripture today. The title of my message today is, How Much Room Do You Have for Jesus? How much room do you have for Jesus? Our scriptures, Luke 2, chapter, verse 7, says, And she brought forth her firstborn son, she wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and she laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the end. No room. I want you to think about that this morning. There was no room for Jesus, so he was born in the stable in the manger, and as we live our life today, we find that very few people are having room for Jesus today. All our churches we go in, we find that the, the numbers are, are dwindling down to small numbers. I don't, I don't know where the Lord's fixing to come back. I don't know, where, I don't know he's getting ready to come. I, I really don't know. But I truly believe that something's going to happen. Because the lack of a of attendance, the lack of concern that we have in all our churches today. It's sad, folks. It's sad. And so we come to a time where people don't have any time for Jesus. They don't have any room for Jesus. So you just think about this as I preach this morning. How much room do you have for him in your life? Where, what is he in your life to you? What does he mean to you? What place did, would you put him in your life? I hope it would be first. I hope it would be first. But as we see today, as Jesus, when Jesus was born, there was no room for him. They had to be born in a, in a manger, in a stable, which was all right. Uh, that's the way the Lord had it planned. But they had no room for him. And as I look through the Bible, beginning at the, at the, the, in the beginning of the Bible, I find that Adam and Eve were the first two people that God had uh, made, the first two people. And I, found that, I find that they were cast out of the garden and they moved, when they moved God out and they let Satan in. See, there was just them and God to start with. And then Satan came along and he began to tempt them and he began to tell them these things and do this and do that and you'll, be, you'll, be, uh, you'll, be, you'll know like God. You'll be as God. You'll be smart. And he began to tell them that. You don't have to believe in, in him. You don't have to trust in him. And the Bible says, though, that that their sin, when they that moved, this, they moved out. That the, they just uh, they didn't have enough room for him. And so, when that happens every day, people don't have enough room for the Lord. And when that happens, Satan moves in, 
and problems begin to happen and things begin to happen. I find that in the, in, the, in the day of Noah, there was a problem there. No room for the Lord. The Bible said, And God saw that wickedness man was great upon the earth, and every imagination of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man, and it grieved him in his heart. And the Bible said, The Lord said, I will destroy man who I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping things and fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. Why? No room for God. No room. So the Bible said the Lord would destroy the earth, and he did destroy the earth. And we find it today, many places, many times in the Bible, in, the, in Abraham's time, Sodom and Gomorrah there, Sodom and uh, there. The Bible says they were homosexual cities. In Genesis chapter 19, verse 24, the Lord reigned, reigned upon Sodom and Gomorrah, brimstone, fire from the Lord out of heaven. Why? They couldn't find anybody to serve the Lord. Do you remember the story? They started out, the, the Bible said, if you'll give uh, 50, uh, we will not destroy it. Uh, and he said, 45, 40, 30, 20, got down to 10, said, I want to destroy the city if it's 10. They couldn't find 10 people. Why? There's no room for God. No room for God. How much room do you have for him in your life today? No room. Jeremiah's message to the central Israel could be the message to America today. Jeremiah 2.11 says, Has the nations changed their gods which are yet no gods? Let me read that again. Has the nation changed their gods which are yet no gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be horrible afraid. Be, be very desolate, saith the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken the fountains of the living water. They have hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. No room for God. No room for God. For that, they went into captivity 70 years and spent 70 years in captivity. Why? Because they had no room for God. When Jesus was born, they had no room for Him. They wanted to kill Him at a young age. Very young age, they wanted to kill him. They wanted to get rid of him. They knew who some people, some knew who he was, others didn't. But the Bible says the Lord directed them uh, to another country, Matthew two thirteen. And when they departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in the dream, saying, "Rise, take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, that it may be there till I bring thee word from Herod, because Herod seek the young child." to destroy him, and they rose and took the young child and his mother by night, and they parted unto Egypt. No room. Even when he was born, even when he came as a little baby, they still didn't want to have anything to do with him. They wanted to kill him. They were right then. That wasn't to happen later on. About 33 years later, he would go to the cross. He would die on the cross for my sin and for your sin and for the sins of the whole world. This is Jesus that I'm talking about. This Jesus, you see. The Bible says they had no room for him. The story of the rich young ruler had no room for the, for the Lord either. Uh, the Bible says uh, he was a good church member. The Bible said he was a good person. The Bible said that he kept all five of the commandments. So I was think he was a good man, good person. The Bible said in Luke chapter 18, 20, Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit an utter. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and mother. And he said, All of these have I kept from my youth up. So he was a good man. I think he was a good man. But when he come to follow Jesus, he wouldn't do it. 
when it comes to, to following Jesus. The Bible says, Now when Jesus heard all these things, He said unto him, Yet thou lackest one thing, sell all thou hast, and distribute it unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come and follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful, for he was a very rich person. Why? He had no room for Jesus. No room for Jesus. That's what we're seeing today in our society, folk. No room for Jesus. I hope it gets better. But they tell me, statistics tell me, there's only about 90 people in the United States uh, of America that profess any type of Christianity. We have about 325 million living here now. I'm not counting all those that's just come in in the last few weeks or the past few months. So we could have probably 130 million people living here now. And only 90 million profess something. I don't even know if that's they're saved or not. Billy Graham says the only one-fourth of all the people that, that profess to be saved are saved. And he takes the parable about the, uh, in, in the Bible, the message in the Bible. So I don't know. I won't say that. But I, I, do, I do say, my friend, this morning, that we're living in, in perilous times. But we still have hope in the man called Jesus. We have hope in him. Regardless of whatever, if everybody turns against the Lord, we still have the hope to trust in Him. All our leaders of our country, you, you hardly ever hear any of them speak about the Lord at all. Hardly ever. They're squabbling and fighting and, and, and carrying on and grumbling and they're not getting anything done. But this is a time that we're living in. No room for Jesus. No room for Jesus, you see. That's the way it was when he was born. They had no room for him. Judas, one of the disciples who sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, why did he do it? Had no room for him. Had no room for him. At the trial, at, G- at, the, at, at Pilate, the Pilate who judged Jesus in, uh, here in Matthew 27, 22, Pilate said unto them, What shall I do with Jesus that is called Christ? What shall I do with him? And that is the question today that we have to answer, uh, ask ourselves, what are we going to do with Jesus that is called Christ? You young people, listen to me. It's so important today that you serve Jesus Christ. Don't, don't think about what the people's going to say about you. Don't, don't let that bother you. But just stand for the Lord. Stand firm for Him. Stand for Jesus. He asked the question, what shall I do with this man called Christ? And that's the, that's the question we have to answer, ask ourselves. What am I going to do with Jesus? What will I do with him? Christmas is coming, holidays, good big season, big time of the year, wonderful time of the year for those who remember the birth of Jesus. For others, it's just a time to have a big party and enjoy the things of the world and wake up with a headache or wake up broke, one or the other. All of that go together. But you see, we're living in this time today when people just don't care about the Lord. They just don't care about Him. They're not concerned about what's going on in our country. Pilate judged Jesus, the one who judged Him at His trial. Pilate said unto them, What shall I do with this man that is called Christ? And that is the question we all have to ask ourselves. What will I do with this man called Christ? What shall I do with Jesus? And they said, let him be crucified. Let him be crucified. Folks, that's what's going on today in our society. They just don't care. 
about Jesus. How sad that is today. How sad that is today. Matthew 27, 26, Then they released Barabbas unto them, and when they had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. No room. America is saying, no room today. No room. Our schools are saying, no room today. No room today. Our homes are saying, no room today. Sad, isn't it? Sad. Look at our look at our churches. Look at our attendance. We see it. We've been. We know what's going on. No room in our homes, and and we must be very careful, or there'll be no room in our church for him. Amen. Amen. There'll be no room in our church for him if we don't. If we we must be careful. We'll blot him plumb out with activities and things that are going on. We won't have any room for him at all. How sad that is today. Second Chronicles chapter seven verse fourteen. The Bible says, "If my people, which are called by thy name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land." My friends, some things has got to be going to have to take place in America before it's healed. If that don't take place, it's not going to be healed. We better be ready. To meet the Lord. How much room do you have for Jesus today in your heart and in your life? I hope you have a lot. And I believe you do, but you wouldn't be at church today. So I pray today that you will not put things before Him today. That you'll trust in Him. Don't give up on not finding you a pastor. Somebody's going to come along and you're going to have a pastor. Well, I don't know who it'll be, but God's got a man for your church. Just keep on praying and God will send you a man to preach for you. And pray that he's filled with the Holy Spirit and he loves the Lord and he's not ashamed to say what the, preach what the Bible says. That's a problem we got today. People are afraid to preach what's in the Bible. What the Bible said, what Jesus said, is going to happen. I pray that you'll find you a good pastor when the time comes. But my friends today, my question would be to you this morning, how much room do you have for Jesus? How much room do you have? Let's pray. Father, today, we thank you, Lord, for the Word. We thank you, Jesus, for this time, Lord. And, Father, the latest come for the invitation hymn today. May we ask ourselves the question, how much room do we have for it? And, Father, if we find something there that we need to Correct with you, Lord. Something that we need to get right with you, Lord. May that be done this morning, Lord. And may this Christmas season be a time of rejoicing, a time of praying, a time of singing, a time of enjoying who you are, Lord. And forget about all the things that are going on around us, Lord. And put our eyes upon the the baby that was born in Bethlehem in a stable because they had no room for him in the end. Father, help us not be one of those that doesn't have any room for Jesus. Father, today for the church, I pray, Lord, and I ask you to bless it, Lord. I ask you to help it, Lord. And Lord, as we look at this sermon today, God, may we search our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen.